Blog Talk Radio. Hey, welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Jim Ventura. Thanks for joining me today. Whether you're catching the show live or on archive, we welcome everybody to uh, check out our show. Uh, if you've caught past shows of mine, uh, we're not going to be doing that today. We're adding a little bit of a different element to the game. And uh, I do a uh, uh, every other week group meetup to discuss uh, the Seth material. That was really a channel by Jane Roberts and all, all kinds of other uh, channeled material and, and metaphysical insight. And uh, we talk about uh, all kinds of different things here. Uh, we have a group of five right now. And um, we're going to just, uh, we're going to just, we're going to just talk. We might do a little quick intro for everybody here. Uh, if you're interested in expanding your awareness and, um, you know, maybe creating more prosperity in, in whatever areas of your life that, that are important to you, uh, this is going to be the show for you to check out. So this is our intro show, just a short half hour intro. Uh, we will not be taking live calls today, uh, but we will potentially be doing that for future shows. Uh, and you can check out any future show broadcasts uh, on the site here itself. Okay, so we're going live. All right. So I'm Mike Blackstone, one of the group of five here that are gathered around this table, and we're just going to continue a conversation that uh, we've been having right up until just a few moments ago. And the conversation, and part of what I was saying at that point in the conversation is um, I was reflecting, actually, hadn't said it, but reflecting on soul's purpose, something Christian brought up. You know, in the beginning, it seemed like that was kind of important to me. And we were talking about obstacles, and I was saying that I sometimes enjoy um, looking inward and kind of digging in there uh, for maybe beliefs or obstacles I have or what wrong thinking that I have, and digging for that. And, and Dawn here several months ago put me onto a book called Pathworks. Mm-hmm. So maybe someone here might be looking for that. Like Google that, but I read the book and I found it like a really interesting methodology for looking and digging around into my own psyche for obstacles to my sole purpose. And then we were talking about okay, finding obstacles. Uh, okay, that may be great. Don brought that up, and my thought was uh, when I'm looking and aiming for my sole purpose, and I have a vision for that. And it's something that I'm actually going for. Uh, it can be useful for me to, to sometimes, as I'm aiming for that, if, if I've got like a ball and chain around my left ankle and I don't know that it's there, finding out that it's there and getting rid of it can really help me accelerate towards the sole purpose. So my basic thought about what we were talking about is doing both, you know, finding out what the obstacles are and being able to keep a vision, you know, for what I think about it, it's all purpose. But my, my point was though, that I think we can get into the habit very often of focusing so much energy on the goal and change. And we're making that a bigger and stronger goal and change just by the, the amount of focus on it. And then, you know, Trish, you had said about it's the difference between putting, becoming aware of the goal and change and putting the focus on the goal and change. And, I know I could get so excited by the 
just the interest in digging down to find out what this thing on chain is all about that I forget to stay in, I guess, the vibration of running without the ball on chain. I mean, just knowing what that freedom is like to be able to just release that. And if I'm focused on the ball and chain all the time, I'm going to not maintain that same vibration of the thing that I'm looking for. And that balance is the tricky part. Yeah, and the more you focus on that ball and chain, the more you create that ball and chain. Exactly. Because we are creating what we're thinking. So the thought would be, it seems to me like, to, oh, goodness, ball and chain, don't want that move that out of the picture and continue to imagine, see, taste, touch, feel, living the life of exactly what it is you want. And then you're setting up the vibration that's going to bring to you the experience of what that vibration is. But also the other thing is to keep in mind that there's, when we're looking at the awareness of it, if we're maintaining a certain detachment from it, almost like an amusement, and a recognition of you create, I created Paul and Chang. It, it, it takes some of the, like, it, it takes some of the power out of it. Yeah, you know? and, I can, and if I created it, I can send it away. Yeah, that's what I was just saying. I was just saying, I think it gives you power. Right. You're like, well, I did this, but I, I cannot do something else. Too. So, and I think in that regard, um, when you said, you know, focusing on the ball and chain, just for our example here, uh, if you don't have a good methodology for how to get on phones, you need to find one. Uh, and the faster you can find that technology to get rid of the ball and chain. But then, you're, again, you're focused on the ball and chain. Well, I mean, you still need to have some focus to do it. Yeah. I know, but it just... Because if you didn't know it was there. Well, what's that you said? The awareness, not the focus? Yes, exactly. Be aware. Oh, I thought that. I don't want... That is not what I want. I am now thinking about what I don't want. So what I'm going to do now is to think about what I do want and continue to picture that, and the ball and chain will take care of itself because it's no longer in your focus, so it's no longer in your realm of creativity. It'll it'll like fall out of your vibration naturally. Right. And Abraham, I, I like Abraham's, you know, they use the GPS system a lot in their example. So you, the methodology that you just mentioned? Well, is, I just said have a methodology. I didn't methodology is when you're focused or thinking or aware of the ball and chain, do you feel good or less good? Well, that's how I identify it. So I'm feeling like crap. Have to be aware of then I've got, I know i got this ball of chain, but I, I have to say, you know, just being aware of it uh, and putting it aside, there may be more to it than that. It may take a little bit more work than just putting it aside. See, and I would say that that's your belief system. So can, okay. can I believe that it could be that simple that making the awareness aligns it up, I don't want it now, and so it goes away, and now I'm feeling lighter because I'm not focused on all change. So that's what I'm saying. We have to be really careful of, like, what we think will help us, will probably right. be the thing that helps us. And if we think we can't get rid of it without it, then we can't get rid of it without it. And so we have to kind of check ourselves to go back to Seth and Whatever it is you believe is going to be what is true for you. It's going to be your experience. Okay. So then, I mean, according to my way of thinking, then, I, I could buy that, because that may work. And then if in six weeks' time I see it step back in there, um, I may have to do something a little different. 
what 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 what, yeah. what might what are you drawn to do differently then at that point? You coming from you, what would you what? do at that point to fix this? Well, first of all, I would recognize okay, what I did before didn't get rid of it permanently. It got rid of it temporarily, and somehow it's back again. So what am I believing? I, I think that's a question, yeah, like what is disturbing for me? Why am I having this fear? Am I more comfortable with this fear? Is this okay. Like, like is, good, am I more comfortable with my fear rather than, than yeah. releasing it? Because once it's gone, then I have this open space. And then, and then like, what's there next? That's perfect. Yeah. Some people have an emotional investment in yeah. whatever it is that they're yeah. hanging on to. Well, it's no. serving a purpose, yeah. Yeah. And then, okay, then discovering what's that purpose, and then releasing that. Yeah. You're getting well, to a deeper level. With no judgment. Hmm? Accepting it without judgment. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not a bad thing. It, it was purposeful at one time, and I've kind of grown out of it, so I need to find a smaller one, or not at all? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and finding a smaller one, actually, <laughs> that's a good vision, because when you first realize you've got this whatever hanging on you that you don't want, wherever it is, whatever your creation is, you can simply watch it shrink. You can just you can continue to focus on what you want and out of the corner of your eye, if nothing else, this puppy is going away. And you just watch it go smaller and smaller. I've seen people do this. I've actually done this with with parts of my body that are healing or whatever. I have some something that's happened, I got the broken wrist or whatever. I just yes, it's I may be wearing a cast now. But when well, I you bring see, some intention to it. Yes, the intention is that it's going to be perfect again soon. That's going to be gone, whatever it is soon. It's in the process of leaving you now and focusing on this. And then pretty soon you won't even be thinking about it, and pretty soon it will go away. That's where um, Katie Byron, she, she does a lot of work. It's called the work, but she talks about when you release resistance. And that's what reminded me when you said that, because if you don't have to resistance to it, you're allowing energy. Good point. Mm-hmm. And also just more enthusiasm for the creativity of it as opposed to the, the fear part of it. As a victim part. Right, oh, exactly, I got because it. it's more exciting to, because I, I catch that a lot like as an after effect, because if I've changed some reality in my life at one level, now it's a part of my reality, but every once in a while I'll encounter someone who sort of shows me that aspect of myself from years ago, and I can see why they're tenaciously clinging to whatever situation that sucks. Like, you know what I mean? Again, if you go to the financial thing about, you know, like I've always used that, you know, the Girl Scout, you know, comes to your door and and, and tries to sell you Girl Scout cookies, and your answer to that is, I can't afford Girl Scout cookies. In a way, you're reprogramming the idea and using that excuse as opposed to saying, well, I'm choosing not to buy Girl Scout cookies. Thank you very much, you know, at one level or another. So that's what I'm catching, you know, in myself as I'm working on these different shifting beliefs that I'm again seeing other people that are tenaciously clinging on to old well, that's, stuff yeah, that, that I that did. Right. Yeah. So as your awareness grows, and you know what? It seems to me like, too, as my awareness grows, the, people, the awareness of people around me grow or they move on. Right. Because pretty soon you are no longer than the vibration. Yeah, there. totally. And it's like, okay. That's, a, that's an excellent point. You're right. Either either they grow with you and move in that direction or they go. They go back. To just to get you got it because it would end up being uncomfortable yeah, for them. Yeah, they're listening to, you. you know, 94.5 and you're now listening to 96.1. Right. You're just not going to be in tune there anymore. The only thing that I 
issue I have, though, and we, we went out one night, we were at this place, and we were all talking, and kind of it was metaphysical banter back and forth, and this concept, and I don't know why it bothers me, but we talk about, like, well, we're growing, and it kind of implies that anybody that has fallen out of vibration oh, with us oh, yeah. is not, not growing, no. and, and I don't, but I think we make that mistake. Right. We said something. When we were out that night, and we made a comment, and I said, uh, like, oh, people are finally becoming enlightened. Oh, okay. I said, that sounds kind of condescending. <laughs> it, it is condescending. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, we sound like, you know, the, the I don't know, some back in the 400 years ago, talking about people becoming aware of whatever thing was popular back then, and like, we're the enlightened ones, and everybody else isn't. And I just... I don't. I don't think it's true. I think we're moving in a different direction. We're picking something, but I just like to be really cautious about this aspect of we're growing now and we're moving away from the word. It's changed. I'm changing. I was enjoying whatever that was. I'm not right. enjoying that. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to go over here and do this. Yeah. You continue to do whatever it is that's making you happy. Right. Yeah, that's fine. I love like, it. No judgment, but I'm going to go over and do yeah. over here. Yeah, your road's just as legitimate. It's right. just not yeah. my road. You know what I mean? I, I want to, I, my analogy is I want to choose a smoother, easier road. If you choose a bumpier road, or I that's like rock and good for you. Like you may, right, you, you, you may enjoy, road. you may enjoy the, the bumpier ride at one level. It may not be bumpy to You got it. <laughs> <laughs> Again, listen, listen, we don't even question, I mean, it's just different tastes in a car. You yeah. may want one car that goes fast. You may want one car that, that's fuel economically yeah. fuel-worthy. We all have different, but we don't, you shouldn't, if someone, you drive a BMW, another person drives a, 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 a <laughs> Corolla, you, then you're becoming arrogant. You're like, hey. oh, I drive a BMW. Hey. You just Nothing wrong with Corolla. Corolla. I, no. <laughs> I, I got I to gotta use Prius, believe me. Because I'm not saying, like, the value system, <laughs> just recognizing different values. Totally. Because that's you get into that same type of arrogance that exactly. religious groups can sometimes yeah. sometimes do, and I've said that all the time. I love New Age people, but some of them sometimes too are arrogant in a way where there's a. I have the answer. You clearly don't have the answer. <laughs> well, okay, maybe my answer is different. That yeah. doesn't necessarily mean that yours is better or worse. One of the interesting things, like you mentioned, the um, the past work book. What I found fascinating was I read this section that was talking, I can't remember what it is now, but they were talking about one of the most intensive ways to actually create a certain self-awareness and, and really develop in that self-awareness is relationships. <laughs> and, and how what we do is we take any unidealistic child thing that we went through or we're carrying or whatever is the residue from childhood, whether it's good or bad, and project it onto the person we're with in a relationship. And I remember sitting there reading that and recognizing that I completely did this. I come back every single father issue that I have got laid on this man. And coming to that kind of awareness and recognizing what I was doing, it is so difficult now. I can't even have the same fun fights that we used to have because <laughs> I just I just look at them like, okay, right? That's that's what you got to do. That's your choice. That's your way. And just because you're not doing it my way, I can't even get angry anymore. Right. I can't even be judgmental about what he chooses to do. I'd have to say yay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
But that's what I'm saying is so amazing is the last, what happens to, it happened to me, my world, and I'm swimming through it right now, of this non-judgment. And, and I guess that's why, say, that's that's why exactly I'm bringing up the, the condescending this word, is because I, I hear it all over the place now. Like, wow, like, listen to what I'm saying, and what does that imply, and do I need to just feel superior to somebody else for my value or belief to be right? And it's just, the change is amazing. It, it, well, and it, cause it, everything. You, you, you. I was always a control freak to some extent when I was younger at one level or another. And I mean, the older I've got, the more like, I don't want to do that anyway. Like to me, trying to control another person is exhausting and futile and arrogant. And it's not, it's not a fun thing to do, you know, do do whatever, do whatever. Right. You know, do it anywhere, you know, do it anywhere, but here in the sense that it doesn't matter to me, you know what I mean? But I don't, I don't, I don't want the responsibility of trying to maneuver you and, you know, especially because people anyway, what if you say to someone has much less relevance to what you do and what people observe that works? So if your, if your way is working in a positive sense of people observe that, they have more of a likely potential of sort of thinking, okay, I might want that too, as opposed to you giving them a lecture about, you know, how stupid your husband is, you know. I'm saying that he is, right, obviously. You know, he's not at all. No. And what I recognize is how much my need or fear was projecting a behavior to make me feel better instead right. of what ultimately he needs to do for himself, which kind of shuts down any kind of criticism or argument or he's not on the planet to do stuff to keep me feeling good. Like, right. oh, that's Darn. my job. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that's this idea of someone doing things to make you feel good. You either feel good or you don't feel good. And to me, if you feel good, then people do more things yeah. that make you feel good because you're already on that path. You know what I mean? That's why when I was talking earlier when we all came in about Thanksgiving and having a really lovely Thanksgiving with contrast of other crazy going on in the background, <laughs> it was just a wonderful day. And I just... When I was younger, I didn't allow people to do things for me in that sense because I didn't feel worthy of it. Or if someone did something for me, I had to immediately do something back for them times three. You know, and the yeah. older I get, the more I like people doing things for me. Like, I, you know, it makes them feel good. I'm perfectly okay in allowing it. I, again, I went to a Thanksgiving thing with my friends spent a fortune making food and open bar and you know, there was an Irish guy that was there from Ireland. He's only been living here for three years. He was here with his girlfriend. He's like 35, and he's sitting around all these people and eating and stuffing their faces and, and, and just talking, and he's just glowing oh. over America, like just how much he loves being here and everything, too, in that sense. And it reminded me of my childhood being half Italian, and when we ate, everything was a big to-do. People are eating and talking and ripping on each other and being loving. And, and, you know, and my friends sometimes would come into this and just be like, I can't believe you live in this world. This is so, like, gregarious and fun. And you just ripped on your mother and she's laughing. Like, we're not allowed to. So seeing that again, too, just resonated with that feeling of, like, now I allow myself to feast. I had pockets of it when I was younger. And then there's always this other part of me that was like, if you receive, you're, you know, you're, you're taking too much. You're, you know, you're, you're not worthy of that. Yeah. Positive, tangible result. 
you know, and then the same person would be at the same event and be crawling in a corner uncomfortable by it all, you know? Yeah. Putting it vibrationally, I think, like, since your vibe changes, you can hold that energy. Yeah. That receiving energy. So your reference to the pathworks there was um, looking at relationships as a path to discover what... To, to become, um, I guess, more self-aware and more comfortable with yourself is a lot of that work. The thing that I guess anybody tries to get into metaphysics about is, is what it can be done fast-track through relationships. Yeah. And I think that works really. Both people are respecting what the other person, but it becomes very difficult to do. Well, I got a story about that, too. It happened to some uh, relationships and I had a, um, some of you know, like Neil Donald Walsh is a guy who wrote the, the, a trilogy of books, The uh, Conversations with God. Yeah. And I've listened to some of his recent works, uh, podcasts, and, and he's, um, he's on the mark as far as the cell material is concerned. Everything I've heard him say um, kind of matched up with something that I'd read, you know, in in the Seth material, and then at the end, he in this in this one podcast, he said, and, and he was selling something. He said, and then you're going to learn how uh, what was it, uh, the God something. You're going to learn the the God process. And I thought, what the hell? I was going to have to spend 400 bucks to learn the God. So I just Googled it, and I found a YouTube video in which he walked someone through this God process, and he says, you need to find someone, a relationship that you have with someone where you have unfinished business with them. How far did that go? <laughs> well, I didn't have far to go. But, uh, <laughs> my my dad, my dad uh, married a number of different times. His most recent wife, he, my dad passed away last May. And his his wife, of 23 years, has never liked me at all. And always regularly has these, this way of, like, insulting me. And it's like, I don't like her. And she doesn't like me. And in one of the final conversations with my dad, he said to me, Mike, would you look after Charlotte? And I said, yes. <laughs> So I worked it out that my taking care of her is, she doesn't really want to know. My taking care of her is I'm going to call her once every two weeks because I really don't want to have anything to do with her for the rest of my life. Uh, but there was... connected well, No, I, that was my decision that I would call her after my dad died. But I would put it off for like... Sometimes, um, um, like a month. Uh, it's only been, what, May, June, July, August, September. So I've called her just three times. And very sporadically. And each time is like, what are you doing this? So Neil Don Walsh is walking through this process with this woman uh, where she's got some unfinished business with someone. I'm doing the same thing. And what I discovered is that this feeling, that feeling within me, as a you know, ball and chain around my leg 
is that in all those conversations that I had with her, I was always waiting for this end. And I had this emotional discomfort about it. And I realized as I went backwards in time that it had to do with my relationship with my dad from a long time ago, where he made me feel very small and worthless. And those two words just resonated with me, small and worthless. And just the awareness of that began to realize, I could realize this is not, this is, uh, this is Charlotte's purpose in life within to show me this so that I can become aware of this ball and chain and start to release it. So the last time I called her, just uh, like about, it was the day before Thanksgiving, it was an easy call. And, Congratulations. Yeah, and it's uh, one of the things that I need, it's, it's not just in with her. She highlights something that's in me. Mm-hmm. And she could die and, you know, go to heaven or whatever. I would still have this issue. But the relationship that I had with her uh, surfaced it for me. And Neil Donald Walsh saying, find somebody with whom you have unfinished business and there you may be able to find a golden nugget. I did. And so now I've got one more that's way off. I just dumped that in the water, and I'm uh, accelerated myself a little bit more on my soul's path. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, they always say it's easy to love the easy one. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, so that seems to me like what we hope to do is to be able to have that constant flow of love for ourselves and for others right. no matter what they're doing. And, you know? and that's, you're right, because if you're always going with the easy, I mean, like, to me, it's the accomplishments. Like, there's stuff going on with my family and my mother, I'm not going to get into that timing-wise, but the thing is, what bothers my brothers and sisters is I have an easy time convincing mom of things or talking to my mother because she is an incredibly difficult person, but I just figure that challenge out in a way to be able to smooth that water over a little bit more, you know, effortlessly. And it, and it wasn't that it wasn't initially, you know, effortless, but it helped fine-tune my ability to also soothe difficult people, which later on in life can be a very useful well, I, I had a, an experience where I was working with a, with a board that I was on, actually, and there was a person there that had, that was, you might say, difficult. I had to try to reframe that, so I began seeing her as determined. And um, at the end of the day, the way I was able to work through that is to basically, in myself, honor the fact that she was determined and I, I could have called it stubborn, but what I said was she was strong and she was determined. And uh, I then focused, I kind of went over her, almost like a, like a leaf, and I said, that was her, that's what she's doing, fine, no judgment, congratulations. And then I kept focusing on what it was that I wanted the group to do, kept imaging that. Every time I thought about her, I just thought her, she's doing whatever she needs to do. I kept thinking about exactly the way that I was hoping the group, at least my image of the way things were going to work out, and it has. So it was one of the most challenges I've ever had in my life, is to be able to honor 
if I had wanted to term it that way, it would have been my enemy. But in a way, I just said no, strong and determined, respect that, and do what you need to do, and it worked. Yeah, well, hold on, let's see where we're at. Um, I think we might have to, we have to sign down. <laughs> we're still here. Because the really good one that I had was my